Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue with our year-long journey reading the diary of St. Maria Faustina Kowalska from beginning to end. Today we take up from where we left off, beginning with diary entry number 1415. I desire, my dearly beloved daughter, that you practice the three virtues that are dearest to me and most pleasing to God. The first is humility, humility, and once again, humility. The second virtue, purity. The third virtue, the love of God. As my daughter, you must especially radiate with these virtues. When the conversation ended, she pressed me to her heart and disappeared. Then I regained the use of my senses. My heart became so wonderfully attracted to these virtues, I practiced them faithfully. They are as though engraved in my heart. This has been a great day for me. During this day, I remained as though in unceasing contemplation. The very thought of this grace drew me into further contemplation, and throughout the whole day I continued in thanksgiving, which I never stopped, because each recollection of this grace caused my soul ever anew to lose itself in God. O my Lord, my soul is the most wretched of all and yet you stoop to it with such kindness. I see clearly your greatness and my littleness, and therefore I rejoice that you are so powerful and without limit, and so I rejoice greatly at being so little. O suffering Christ, I am going out to meet you. As your bride, I must resemble you. Your cloak of ignominy must cover me too. O Christ, you know how ardently I desire to become like you. Grant that your entire passion may be my lot. May all your sorrow be poured into my heart. I trust that you will complete this in me in the way you deem most fitting. Today there was nocturnal adoration. I could not take part in it because of my poor health. But before I fell asleep, I united myself with the sisters who were at adoration. Between four and five o'clock I was suddenly awakened, and I heard a voice telling me to join those who were adoring at that time. I understood that there was among them a soul who was praying for me. When I steeped myself in prayer, I was transported in spirit to the chapel where I saw the Lord Jesus exposed in the monstrance, In place of the monstrance, I saw the glorious face of the Lord, and he said to me, What you see in reality, these souls see through faith. Oh, how pleasing to me is their great faith. You see, although there appears to be no trace of life in me, in reality it is present in its fullness in each and every host. But for me to be able to act upon a soul, the soul must have faith. Oh, how pleasing to me is living faith. Those taking part in adoration at that time were Mother Superior and a few other sisters, but I recognized that it was Mother Superior's prayer which had moved heaven, and I rejoiced that there are souls so pleasing to God. When, 
During recreation the next day, I asked which sisters had been at adoration between four and five o'clock. One of the sisters cried out, Why do you ask, sister? Perhaps you had some revelation? I fell silent and said no more. Although I was asked by Mother Superior, I could not answer because it was not a suitable moment. On a certain occasion, one of the sisters, Sister Damien Zwolek, confided to me that she wanted to choose a certain priest as her confessor. Very pleased, she shared the news with me and asked me to pray for that intention, and so I promised her to do so. During prayer, I learned that that soul would gain no spiritual profit from his direction. And then, the next time we met, she told me again of her great joy in being under his direction. I joined in her joy, but when she had left, I was severely rebuked. Jesus told me to tell her what he had given me to know during prayer, which I did at the first opportunity, although it cost me a great deal. Our Lady taught Faustina to practice the virtues of humility. This one is so important that Our Lady repeats it three times, then purity, and finally the love of God. Our Lady wants Faustina to truly be a daughter to her and to radiate the same virtues as her spiritual mother. Our Lady embraced her, and she received the grace of being especially attracted to those virtues. She practiced them all the time. She then spent the day reflecting on the grace received and thanking God for that grace. She thanks God who stoops so low to help her despite her weaknesses. Our Lord wants to do the same for each of us. As the bride of Christ, Faustina asks to share in her spouse's sufferings. There would be an adoration of the Blessed Sacrament in the convent throughout the night, perhaps once a month. St. Faustina wasn't able to participate because of her health. But then she was awakened between 4 and 5 a.m. and she was able to participate spiritually. It seems that she received the gift of bilocation, being in two places at the same time, her bed and the chapel. And St. Faustina saw Jesus' face in place of the host. Jesus revealed that he was pleased with the faith of the other sisters who adored him with great love in the sacred host. Jesus is present, body, blood, soul, and divinity in every host. Faustina had received uh, that grace because of the prayers of the Mother Superior. And then apparently one of the sisters wanted to choose a bishop as her confessor. Our Lord revealed to St. Faustina that there would be no merit in that uh, spiritual direction. Perhaps the sister chose the bishop for vain reasons. Uh, Faustina didn't tell her at first Uh, that she wouldn't grow spiritually from that spiritual direction. And uh, then Jesus rebuked St. Faustina. And then finally St. Faustina told her, but said that it was not easy to have to tell it to her. It's like uh, parents who can't just be the best friend to their children. Sometimes they have to tell them some hard truths so that they will be able to grow.